0: Hey everybody, happy Friday. Today we had a great conversation with Navin Damone, Chairman CEO of Stonebridge Companies out of Denver, Colorado. Navin is an enthusiastic leader of our industry with an incredible spirit. He refers to himself as the accidental hotelier. Let's find out why. Hey Navin, another edition of Teak Talks. Thanks for joining me today. you looking
1: well. I hope you and your family are safe. Uh, we are indeed, we are safe, and um, you know, just doing uh, what I know best, which is uh, living in this hospitality world. But uh, everybody's well, and um, you know, sort of a time when people think of their health first.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you're in beautiful Denver, so hopefully you guys are getting out and exercising, going on hikes, walking, staying healthy.
1: Uh, yes, there's plenty of that. I, I'm, I'm out on my road bike every weekend, and um, I love it. I love just getting out. And uh, before the weather turns cold in December and January, I'm going to enjoy as much as, as I can. Uh, I know
0: you do. I'm, pr- I'm sure you can't h- climb a mountain at the moment, but uh, Kilimanjaro or K2 or Everest. Oh, but- not,
1: not doing any of those uh, right now, but uh, I miss it.
0: I know you. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. How, how's your girls? Are they good?
1: The girls are great. Uh, you know, everybody's lives are you know um, been reconfigurated, but uh, everybody is good.
0: Well, I'm sure you. you uh, I'm sure you've probably, like the rest of us, been forced to change things in life. But maybe there's some positives that come out of it. Right, spend a little more time with the family. They get to have you a little more at home than normal.
1: Yeah, you. It's a, that's a good question, Teague. I, I, I think for most of us, myself included, I would never have done some of the things I'm doing today. And you one of them is, frankly, enjoying my home the way I'm enjoying it today. And the lack of travel is allowing me to do things with family that I hadn't done. And practicing a professional life that is truly different. Because with, you know, pre-COVID, I would have done this. And I, and I have found some silver lining in, um, in my new world, in, in, in all of our respective new Such worlds.
0: Such as? Give me an example. What are you doing with the family that you thought you'd never do?
1: Uh, so our younger daughter, who's not so young anymore, but she works in New York City and she's working remotely. She's home, and um, you know. So Sonia's been with us for five months and just spending the time. But you're spending the time a little bit differently. Right? You're spending a time with who's really your child, but it's really an adult. So that adult time, I find, is quite different uh, than you know than you had your little girl, who was your know, your kid. And, and I think that is, is special because otherwise, would I have done this? No, she wouldn't have had the opportunity, nor would have I. So I, I think that's where the, um, the silver lining is.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And we got to embrace those moments that we never would have gotten. Yep. So good for you. What'd she do in New York? Uh,
1: she's a buyer for Bloomingdale's. She gonna come
0: and work for the hospitality industry anytime soon?
1: Yeah, my you know my fingers are crossed, but uh, you know she did her undergrad at Cornell, and um, she definitely has that hospitality bug in her. But she's got this fashion thing right now. I'm like, okay, you know, go explore your fashion thing, and uh, that's okay. But so so you know, let's keep
0: going. How did you? And that's how she's going to get into this business. How did you get into this business?
1: Um, I'm an accidental hotelier. Uh, I'm not by design. I didn't go to. Didn't go to Cornell or any of the other great you know, hotel schools. Um, I fell into this accidentally and, and maybe like many of us, I came via the route of real estate and fell into the hotel class of real estate. Um, so, yeah, completely accidentally. So, um, but I'm loving it. You know? Yeah, what, what, what year did you get started? It's in the early uh, 90s, right? I started the company in 1991. So, 20
0: yeah. Yeah. So, you've been through a couple of these recessions then.
1: Uh, i have indeed frankly i started the company and you know my basis of starting was um during the days of the rtc and uh the snl crisis and uh you know some people viewing may remember that and um you know where you know there are some similarities so the rtc which was the resolution trust corporation was started by the federal government and it was uh its purpose was to take bad real estate um that the savings and loans had made loans on and and that's its goal was to take it to and and exit that real estate um as efficiently and with the least loss as possible and you think of today the government is taking an active role in a different way but really with stimulus via the federal reserve so there are some similarities but what we're experiencing today is substantially more than um you know the late 80s and early 90s
0: but help me the rtc days the government sort of took all the loans back and then they took it and then they broke it up and sold it whereas today is the opposite they're giving everyone money to stay here hold them as long as you can we don't we, nobody wants this stuff back
1: no that and that's a good distinction right so i i would argue today's model is better because if you're really A is, you know, um, you're giving the banks the latitude to make decisions. Who knows the real estate the best? And who knows the best is the owner, the banker, the people who have underwritten versus creating this new organization that really doesn't know this real estate and they're forced to make these decisions and they're making them with not the best intel. And if you don't have the best intel, you can't make the best decision. I, I would also say, you know, to me, leave the, uh, if you leave the debt aside, leave the equity aside, and just think of the real estate, the property, if the property wins, everybody else will win. And, and I think it's one of those things that you have to tell your bankers, you have to tell yourself, and say, let's make the center of attention the real estate, the hotel, and make it win, uh, and we'll all come out better. Um, so it's it's been one of those things that you know you talk to your lenders about and say, hey, let's think about it like this so yeah so how are your
0: conversations with lenders going
1: you're generally pretty good most most lenders are understanding I think there's always a few that have challenges you know it's not like Navin manufactured this situation none of us manufactured it but it's here you've got to deal with it and it's it's, it is what it is and um, deal with it so I would most of the lenders have been you know if you if you go if I went back sort of five five and a half months from now and you know, you went to your lender and you said hey i need this forbearance most lenders were pretty um you know the three-month forbearance was really easy the six was you know a better relationship got you six months and now you know you're saying you know i need an extension of this forbearance and those conversations are not as easy as the first conversations are you getting there um, and getting some concessions yes um, not the full concessions, I think, that people are expecting. Um, and, and part of that is when this started, you know, I would have been one of those who said, you know, in six months, you know, we, we should be okay. And today I'm going to tell you it's not six months. It's going to be longer, right? And and now that we have more knowledge, a better understanding of the situation, how do you plan for it? Am I planning for another six months, 12, 18, 24? Um, It's a little bit about pick a number. I know it's long um, versus short, but I don't know the exact timetable. I don't think anybody does. And that's the hardest part. Because I agree with you,
0: we could plan for, if we do, we could plan plan for it.
1: Yes, it is indeed the hardest part because you're, you're, if you're trying to say, well, here's how much cash I need to support the real estate. Well, how do you know how much cash you need? Because you don't know how long it's gonna go on for. Uh, so, you've got to be conservative in your approach, and, and user, at least for me, we're, we're like, okay, let's assume it's going to go a little longer than we really think. And that's the cash that we need. So, dare I ask, how much cash are you planning? How long? 12 months? 24 months? 36? Um, Six. Well, yeah, so, you know, so the, the devil's in the details. But right. so, what is the cash? Is it, if you're just looking at the negative cash flow post debt service, you know, how long does it take you to get there? forget about making return on your equity for a second, right? And, and I think it, it depends. Um, certain location, types of locations, uh, types of assets are going to come back faster than others, and they already are. We've, we've seen that where you've looked at um, you know, urban assets uh, are doing um, the least well. and If you look at roadside, small towns, suburban are doing better. And will that continue? for a while or does the urban you know, leapfrog the others? Um, my, my gut says the urban does not leapfrog the others at least for the next 12 months. And, and I think the urban is really driven by so many different things, including you know, business travel, uh, group convention, um, sports. Uh, you look at major metropolitan areas around the country and, and what they're really driven by. The demand generators are the ones that are hurting the most today. Hence, those markets are hurting. So is that going to change your investment thesis? Um, I mean, you, like everyone, have been urban, downtown, yeah, that, big, a, a, It's a great question, Teague. Does it change my investment thesis because in the last 12, 15 years, we've done a lot of urban uh, hotels in, in the urban core. And I think we still believe in the urban core. Um, this will pass. And, and that's where sort of the optimism is that – um, will COVID there'll be a, you know, sort of a post-COVID uh, era? Yes, they will be. Uh, I don't know exactly when that point comes, but it will come. And at that point, you know, do people still enjoy going to uh, basketball games and football games and you know, stadiums a lot in a lot of cities? They're in the downtown area. You know, whether there's some shopping and restaurants and um, reasons to be in a in an urban core and museums and on and on. I think the answer is yes. And then yeah, the other big one is conventions. Conventions and meetings, uh, most convention centers are located in the urban core. And, and as that business comes back, that face-to-face, which I think is an innate human need, uh, we all have it in us. And we will gravitate towards that the moment you know, we feel comfortable doing it. And the moment those meetings actually start, you know, that we actually, people are organizing, um, I think we'll be there all of us will be there and we may some of us may go right in You know day one we're 100% in and, and some may sort of graduate in and as they get more comfortable, but uh, Over time we'll all get comfortable
0: Would well, well, dare I ask when is that gonna be? I mean we we have a conference in March next March Are we gonna be showing up to Atlanta next March? I hope so
1: I hope so. I'm, I'm very hopeful, but it, you know, is it a can I give you a hundred percent on that? I don't think I can. I'm not no. sure anybody can. Uh, are we hopeful that we we get there? I'm I'm very hopeful. Um, but you know, it, this whole thing is the, the medical side of this is 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 the biggest crux of it, right? And when we get a vaccine, when we get the appropriate medications, um, and you know the the vaccines that you know, and one is just getting it, they'll feel good, and the second is going to be sort of sort of layer two, layer three. Is how effective is it? You know, when is it available? Can I have it? In some cases people say, do I want it? Like, well, I'm not comfortable yet or whatever. You know, just like the flu vaccine. How many, you know, what percentage of people actually get a flu vaccine? Um, it's not that big. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I agree with that. And then, I, and then what other fundamental changes are gonna happen in our industry, right? The big box convention hotels are gonna take forever to come back. So wow, what's your crystal ball show for our industry?
1: You know, the, the industry, again, I, I think it, we have to um, sort of slice it and dice it a little bit. The big box, the really huge boxes, uh, I think they come back the slowest, but they will come back. Um, the you know, leisure travel, which is exactly what we're seeing in the, this summer leisure travel, resort locations, drive to locations are doing the best. I think they will continue to do the best until there's sort of a full recovery, because I think people still want to get away.
0: How many, you have I 63 hotels right now. How many will you have a year from now?
1: More. Yeah, we'll have more hotels. I bet you will. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you will. You know, if you've, you've honed your craft, right in this area this is what you know best and you should be able to um if you have the conviction and you know i guess a little bit of sort of a number of c's i call conviction um capital and courage you should be able to do better and for all i mean if, if we've been doing this for i mean i've been doing it for you know 29 years uh under the stonebridge umbrella and um over 30 if I, god i hope i've learned a thing or two that i can apply right and and also having gone through the cycles you can understand it maybe just a little bit better than the guy next door
0: so you know talk to me about development i mean you're a developer you develop a lot of things what does development look like in the future
1: are you going to develop
0: in the future you're not
1: we I, we will develop but I, I think it'll be at a much slower pace than we have historically um i don't see us developing uh at the pace we used to nor is there is the need there right is the um is the demand there and how will how quickly will the demand come back and come back to the point where we need new hotels more hotels um i, I think that's a while um so one is is the demand there secondly is you know is the capital there is a capital there to support this business and, uh, you know, that may take a while as well. So there may be a, a natural slowdown in development. And, and maybe it's just as well. Um, you've got to get the industry healthier. So you need, you know, I would argue that you need less supply. Let the industry heal. And we, we can all, you know, I'm a developer, but I, I also recognize the health of the industry overall, not just for my assets, but I think overall, I think it's critical
0: which I think should happen organically, right? Because you know, really tough to get a construction loan. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if construction costs are going to go down. why are you going to build something that the day it opens is not worth what you paid for to build it. So construction costs have to go down significantly. And that will all happen, but I think it's further out rather than shorter. So that'll give us time to absorb
1: what we have, right? I, I, I think that's right. I mean, the, the, the sort of the natural cybernetic sort of system that we live in. And you're exactly right. You know, is the equity there, is the, is the debt there? And is the desire and the will? Because we are all, all of us in this business, we've been rattled to a certain degree. If you own hotel real estate, is a part of you inside that, you know, you, you, uh, that little voice creeps up and says, you know, is this where you want to be? Is this what you want to do? Will it be okay? We all ask those questions. And, you know, and we all answer them probably slightly differently. Um, but I think it is a, um, you know, the, the, and I think your word was, so is, is there a natural path of slowdown for development? I think the answer is yes. How, so talk about the seasonality of our industry, right? I mean, we're coming
0: into fall and winter. That's never the best times of the year. What do you think that's going to look like?
1: Um, my gut says it's going to be rough. And, and, and rough for a number of reasons. One is just generally it's a, it's a slower time. There's less cash flow. Um, secondly, you know, depending on, again on on the medical side of this equation is uh, with, with the vaccine. But you know, it, it's the time when you normally have your flu season. So there's a normal flu season, and you know, sort of in the crosshairs of this COVID thing, it, it is a, it are the uh, are the implications of that and the impact of that even worse, right? And that we got to really be careful um, that that it doesn't get out of control. So I I think the winter is, um, the fall and winter um, are of concern. Yeah,
0: we got to make it through not just this, but then we got to make it through the winter. So to your point, what started out as a three month gig is going to be years, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think we are talking about years and not months.
0: Yes. And, and is the corporate travel? We need the corporate traveler to come back, right? What about where everybody's working remote now? Everybody's working. That's going to have an impact. Businesses aren't making money, so they don't want to spend to send their employees. That They like having the low expenses. That's going to take a while.
1: Yeah, that, that does take a while. Um, you know, the part of that is so are we, yeah, are those folks saving money that are not traveling? Yes, they're saving money. It, is it optimizing the business? Probably not. And The other part of today is we're doing what we have to do. We're doing a Zoom call, right? We're not sitting face to face. Why are we doing this? Because that's all we have. That's the tool that we have to get by, if you will. And I think most businesses are doing what they can to get by. And I don't think Zoom is going to replace the face to face. um, That the face to face will go away. No, it's not going to go away. Will the will the Zoom Um, and and other platforms be an alternative Uh, occasionally. I think it's a good alternative, but I'm not a a big believer that complete remote working uh, really is sustainable. Um, my, My general sense is it's not.
0: So talk about your team. You were probably old school too. I, I know you, you're a workaholic. So I'm confident you've been in the office every, every day throughout this thing, but how about your team members? Are they coming in or are they still all working? Yeah. yeah
1: so, um, and you're, and you're exactly right. I've been in the office every single day and, uh, the low count is probably, you know, 15, 18 people at, at the uh, lowest time during this period, but we are all back today. Okay. Um, a hundred percent of our, our team members are back in the office and, we have a large space, so I think on average is five, 600 square feet per person. Yeah, so you plenty yeah, yeah. room to spread out. But you know, the, the collaboration, the teamwork, the, the, the things that get ignited and the ideas that get generated, particularly in these times, is so important. Yeah. Because we're, in some ways, reinventing our business. You know, it's on the fly. And, you know, you sit around a table and you're looking at each other going, but nobody's got the answer. Nobody's seen this movie before. You know, we're, we're in it, we're trying to figure out what's going on, and everybody's got a good idea. And, you know, one person says something, and the other one pulls a thread a little, to, uh, you know, pulls it longer and goes, hey, how about this? How about that? But, you know, a lot of these things happen face-to-face. Well, sometimes it's body language, or what are you really reading into this? Um, which is why I think the, uh, the first of face-to-face interaction and being in the office is, is really helpful, and certainly been extremely helpful for us. We've been able to tighten down things, think creatively and quickly, right? This isn't one where, oh, yeah, let's talk about it next month. No, you got to talk about it in the next five minutes and figure it out. Or you're going to be behind. Or you're going to be behind. You're behind very quickly. We're already in some respects behind um, because this thing caught everybody by surprise. And it is... It is truly different, and how you operate a hotel today is very different. You know, you think of a full-service hotel. Is a full-service hotel a full-service hotel today? I would argue it's not. It just became limited service. We just closed off your food and beverage, you closed off your meeting rooms, so what do you have left? Yep. You've got rooms on the front desk. Talk to me, sensitive subject, talk
0: to me about like your Four Seasons Nashville. I mean, what was that? Top is on the bottom at the moment, right?
1: Um. Yeah, it, it is, so. You know, this is a deal where uh, with a takeout on the deal. So we, okay. we've got, um, you know, we're, we're not carrying the construction risk on that project. And as uh, soon as it's done, we we take it out. And um, you know, we we keep tabs on the project. I was I was out there uh, a few weeks ago, but um, we're um, we're still very high on Nashville, and we're we're high on that product in terms of for that market. And um, you know, we're going to stick to it. We don't have any choices, but we just stick to yeah, it. Head right.
0: we'll right. down. Uh, talk to me. I know you're heavily involved in different universities, but and I know you own assets in universities, so it's a hot topic now with schools starting back. But tell me how your take is on university markets.
1: Complicated. Yeah. It's like uh, even this morning I was watching. I forget what was a, a number of universities announced that boy they're going to temporarily close again, and too many cases of COVID. Yeah, you know the one thing I can tell you how the universities are starting the semester or the quarter and how they're gonna end is not gonna be the same. They'll all have to change, they'll change on the fly. And you know, they're just like us and probably most other industries, they've never had to do this before. And they're trying to invent and create and change and be adaptable to whatever is in front of them. Um, It's difficult. And you know, one of the things we're seeing is we're seeing, you know, kids wanna be you know on the campus and and there's a couple of universities where uh, actually my my undergrad alma mater washington state as an example um, they're not having in-person classes but kids are showing up they're on campus and, and and typically at their apartments and it could be a group of gals a group of guys and said hey we've got our lease and, which they probably had it some time ago let's just show up and the kids are showing up they're there they've got their apartment there's four five six of them in a room uh in, a, in an apartment and uh, they they're trying to get as close to possible as the pre-COVID experience. And part of that, I think, is just being around the campus. And you can study from anywhere and, and you know have your laptop and go to work. Um, but it's a challenge. And you know, any one of us, if we were that kid and it was uh whatever year it was in college, I want to be on campus. I want to be with my friends, I don't want to be at home. Um, because I've always been i have already been robbed of so much of this this experience I'm going to try and maintain as much as possible
0: yeah you got to feel for the kids. um what are you hearing from your alma mater uh or sorry Cornell everybody's been Cornell Hotel, and I know you're on the board, so what's happening at cornell
1: um, again, similarly challenged um, um, classes sort of a mix of hybrid classes um completely online classes um so it's it's a mix, and I would suspect Cornell will have to probably do the same. It'll, it'll have to iterate its model as, as time goes on and figure out what exactly works and what doesn't. Um, you know, one of the challenges you're seeing is, is the cost. Parents look at it and go, why am I paying the same thing for this online experience? It, the reality is this online experience is costing the universities more money, not less money, uh, between additional technology, um, and then the other side of it is your expenses really don't go away. You still have your faculty and your staff and um, those things just don't go away. So it's different. And, and some people are feeling like, you know, I'm not getting my value. Um, but you do have to look at both sides of the equation. Uh, that's a great
0: point because I can only wasn't thinking on the sides of the school. So that's yeah. a good point. Give me, I, you're, I know you're involved at Denver University. You're heavily involved there. I think you guys are even helping build dorms and the like. Tell me how those projects are going and what you're learning.
1: Um, so I actually I just toured. Um, so the our, our family foundation uh, just completed uh, a 500 bed dorm project on the campus, which is designed for. Um, in this case, we did it for first year students, which first year students don't get anything new, uh, and we thought that was important. And, um, building just opened. This will be the first inaugural year, and touring it. I just toured it yesterday, and it looks wonderful. And um, you know, unfortunately, out of the two hundred fifty—excuse uh, me, of the five hundred beds, uh, it was supposed to be uh, you know two per uh, room. It's going to only gonna be one per room this year. So they'll all be singles, and there'll be two hundred fifty kids in there. Um, How does the math, except, that? the math work on that? How does the math work on that? It's uh, again same same thing I was mentioning earlier. Yeah, it, it's half as good. The math—you've only got you know two hundred fifty kids um, in the room in the. Um, Building versus 500 so the math doesn't work as well for the university so where does that have to come from because the students not paying twice as much for room and board because they've got a single that is designed for a double that's you know that doesn't happen so it, it is a uh, it's a difficult time for everybody you know we, we think of our business um, in the hotel world well you ask any university and they'll tell you that um, there's a lot of challenges for, for universities and colleges I know.
0: I mean, so what's it going to take for us to get back to some sense of normalcy? Certainly universities, but okay, in our hotel world, uh, occupancies and rates and transactions. What do we need?
1: Um, that's, a, yeah, that's a loaded question. What, what do we need? Uh, the first thing I say is we need the vaccine, right? Uh, and then I think once you have the vaccine, other things follow, and we'll feel better and better. And it includes, if we feel better, we'll travel more. If we travel better, you know, the EBITDAs get better. If the EBITDAs get better, our lenders feel better. And the lenders feel better, you know, well, our equity partners feel better. It's a, it's sort of a, it's a sequential sort of order of things. Um, and we need every piece of those. And, you know, it's, it starts with the vaccine. In, in my world, um, we need that first. I love so it. we're all just guessing and we're all you know we're carrying an element of risk that we don't want to really carry yeah totally great so give me give me you know look at your
0: crystal ball give me some good news uh, spirit of mankind kind of stuff of you know how we're we gonna some something positive to hold on to um,
1: so my my um, we as mankind Here we go um, will come out of this better than we started so going in versus leaving this period, this COVID period, we will be better. And, and here's why I think we'll, we'll be better. And, and maybe this is sort of a, a really high level um, uh, sort of way of thinking is, the world was getting, or, or, or the human beings on the world were getting somewhat irresponsible. We were getting fat, we were getting happy. Um, that's not the entire world, but a lot of the world and whether it was relationships, whether it was the environment, um, all kinds of things. And I think God just decided, you know what? I'm gonna teach you guys a lesson. I'm gonna shake this globe and I'm gonna put you back down and I'm gonna put this thing called COVID on you. I'm gonna tell you to go figure it out. And it's gonna take you a while, you will figure it out and you'll come out better on the other side. And whether it's your personal relationships, your interest in the environment, your personal health, all kinds of things, we will come out better. And I'm, I'm really a big believer in, in this. The spirit of mankind is really strong. And there are times when, for all of us, myself included, when you just, you, you, you don't think as deeply as you need to. And whether it's about people, um, environment, financial, health, whatever the case may be, um, we just don't do that. And, and I think this has given us enormous amount of time to reflect, self-reflect. You know, we're all at home thinking about things, doing things, and, and I have certainly haven't said, you know what Liz, I've got to do better, and we've all got to do better, and we will do better. I, I love it. I couldn't have teed that up any better. I'm going to uh, end on that. I'm going to go hug my family. You absolutely should. And we all should,
0: right? There's something about it. Why not? I mean, Navin, you're a, a, a true gem. Uh, I greatly appreciate you coming and joining me on this. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep that positive spirit up. You're a leader. Tell as many people as you can. to listen to you. I'll try Thank to do so. the same.
1: And you too. Stay well. I okay. love it. Thanks, Navin. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.